Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers are still confident in their defense. Uh, they also are telling Anthony Davis that it is his team. And uh, we have some some questions about what the starting lineup might look like. This is going to be the last lowdown before the preseason game on Sunday against the Brooklyn Nets. So we'll get you ready for that too. So, so far, the two main basketball themes, we've been talking a lot, obviously, about the themes of sacrifice and competition and, and chemistry and that stuff. We've talked a lot about that. But in terms of actual basketball, a lot of the quotes, which, you know, you hear from almost every team every year is, we want to defend, we want to run, right? Every team says we some combination of we want to defend better, we want to run, we want to shoot more threes, whatever the, whatever, like, those are three uh, main goals that you could probably extend across the entire NBA. And the Lakers are no different, except in the Lakers case, they can actually walk that walk, maybe minus the three-pointer part. This is what Frank Vogel had to say on the subject. Quote, we lost some strong perimeter defenders, but we've got great two-way players and no one that we really feel is a liability. We have smart scheme, and I think our guys will come in and compete in and we're going to set a high standard for what we're going to come in and accomplish on the defensive end. Are we going to be the number one defense in the league again? I don't know. We have the rim protection to do it. We have the minds to do it. We have the athleticism to do it. Is this group going to commit like the teams of the last couple of years? That's going to be the question, and that's going to be the challenge placed upon them. Interesting verbiage there from Frank Vogel, especially like throwing out the challenge. Like, hey, we saw what those others guy, other guys did. Alex Caruso, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Kyle Kuzma. You guys can have whatever questions about them that you want, but defensively, they competed. And Vogel is basically telling the people who replaced them, that's what they did. We are expecting you guys to compete the same way. Anthony Davis continued that theme. Quote, myself, Russ, Bron, Rondo, Dwight, Jordan, Horton Tucker, none. We've got some defensive-minded guys who want to play defense. And it's just kind of base, and it fits into our scheme that we've been th- uh, doing in the last couple of years, trying to be a defensive-minded team, being the number one defense in the league. And even though we lost those guys, we'll get back to our ways. Even the guys that, over the, over the years, has been known for struggling on defense, buy into the system, helping them, having their backs, and come together as one on the defensive end, I think we can be a great defense. End quote. Uh, I, look, that's basically, again, the same thing. Hey, we know who you replaced. We know what they did. We are expecting you. We are holding you to that same standard moving forward, even understanding that you might not have the same defensive talents as the guys that you're replacing. So it's going to be really interesting to see how that carries over. Where it's really important, though, is in the second part of what they really want to do. They want to run. And in order to run, you have to play defense. Frank Vogel on running, quote, we want to be the best fast-breaking team in the NBA. We have dynamic players, and then adding a guy like Russ and the speed he brings to the table, we want to support him and get everybody running. That's when we're going to be at our best. That's when we were at our best two years ago, and we led the league in fast-break points. And I think those two things, along with some different early looks uh, on offense that we put in that are a little bit different than who we were last year to open things up. So again, running and playing defense to allow you to get out and run. 
The three-pointers and stuff, that'll come because Russ is going to collapse the defense, LeBron is going to collapse the defense, and to a lesser extent, Anthony Davis is going to collapse the defense. Those, you know, Wayne Ellington, Ken Bazemore, Malik Monk, Kendrick Nunn, those guys, Trevor Ariza, those guys, Carmelo Anthony, good Lord. (laughs) At least once a week, I forget that Carmelo Anthony is on this team. I swear to goodness, at some point I'll remember. But they have, the Lakers have guys who can knock down shots. And in the half court, eventually they'll start creating them. But I know, and it makes sense, that the Lakers are really focused on playing defense to allow themselves to get out and run so as to avoid the half court as much as possible while they figure out those concepts. Defense for Frank Vogel is a lot easier to implement. And it makes a ton of sense that this is the Lakers' focus right now as they get ready for their first preseason game. Another interesting tidbit from the last couple practices here has been Anthony Davis apparently being told that the Lakers are looking at this as his team. Quote, I think I have the capability of doing so, that is, being the the leader of this team. Now, we obviously have a lot of great talent. Rondo is a great leader, LeBron, myself, Russ, Mello, and it takes a group for leadership. Now, obviously, I know the guys have talked to me about this is your team, we go as you go, kind of the same thing that we did my first year year, but I think adding a couple guys, it makes that job a lot easier, where it takes a lot of stress and a lot of load off of one guy, where we can have four, five, six guys that can do what they have to do to win basketball games. At the end of the day, we we all have to sacrifice to reach our common goal, and that's to win a championship, end quote. It's interesting that he harkens back to two years ago, right? His first season with the Lakers. I think the entire Lakers organization is trying to just forget that last year happened. And and honestly, me too. I I spent a lot of time working on my memory to forget that last season happened. But for the Lakers and for Anthony Davis, harkening back to two years ago where he was looked at or the, the guys on that team wanted the team to be his, I think it's we have to look at it a little differently than how it's kind of being framed, and I think Anthony Davis is helping us do that. When you're talking about so-and-so's team and all of that stuff, it doesn't freaking matter. <laughs> like It doesn't matter what the guys want. It's going to be a LeBron James team. That's He's on the team. It's going to be a LeBron team. It's kind of like when the Lakers traded for Kobe and the, or, or for Powell and then brought in Dwight and Steve Nash and the meta was still around there, and at media day, Kobe walked in and said, nope, this is my team. Uh, that's just the reality of the situation. LeBron is like the alpha of the entire NBA, and as such, the team that he's on is going to be a LeBron team. Still, though, I think what we should look at this as, if AD is right, if AD is superstar AD, MVP conversation AD, that raises the Lakers' ceiling to a place that I don't know if many teams can reach it. Maybe Brooklyn, but even that depends on Kyrie's interesting thoughts on everything and and so I think for for the Lakers even if they don't necessarily mean like AD we need you to be the leader the vocal guy all these things it could mean hey we are going to only be as good or we are only going to be as great as you make us and that's fascinating it's probably true also so AD no pressure All right, so uh, last thing here before we get going, uh, the Lakers are playing a game Sunday, Sunday night. (laughs) They are playing the Brooklyn Nets in the very first preseason game to kick off what should be, at the very least, a fascinating 2021-2022 season. And look, 
I, I don't know if it's necessarily our look. <laughs> I know it doesn't matter whether the Lakers win or lose this game. Preferably, you would like to see them compete. Preferably, you would like to see them win, especially the minutes that all of the starters are out there. That's where you really kind of have to pay attention. You see how the bench kind of comes together, and, and you, we're going to get our first look at some of the rotations that Frank Vogel and and the rest of the brain trust there has in mind. But for me, what I find most interesting and the thing that I'm going to be paying closest attention to here is what is LeBron James doing to make life easier on Russ when Russ has the ball? And then vice versa, what is Russell Westbrook doing when LeBron James has the ball? And how are, get, how are those guys going? Because really that's, how the, that's the biggest question heading into the season, right? If those guys can fit, the Lakers' half-court offense makes more sense. We know that they're going to be great in transition. We know that they're probably going to defend pretty well. It's how are they going to uh, execute down the stretch of these games when the game slows down. And the sooner that they start figuring out habits and the sooner that they really commit to those habits, that is where the Lakers really become special, right? Because if you can dominate every faction of the game, every every part of the game, transition, defense, rebounding, shooting, I, I have my questions about, half-court offense, though, execution, stuff like that, then <laughs> you aren't going to lose. And so what I'm going to be watching for, at least early on, when LeBron and Russ are on the court at the same time, is what are, they, what are those guys going to be doing to try to make this work? And that's, that's really the number one question on this season. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown and this week's episodes of the Lakers Lowdown podcast. Thank you guys very much for tuning in. We made it. We got through the offseason. And I got to tell you guys, uh, I you guys don't care about numbers, and I'm not going to go into the numbers because it's pretty unprofessional. But what I will say is that what we did this month in terms of the support that you guys gave us this month was on the same level as what this feed did last year, this time last year, this time last year, by the way, like as I'm recording this right now, it's one year to the day that the first bubble finals game was going on. So as the Lakers were getting ready to play in an NBA finals, uh, this feed this month during a dead month, when then when nothing was going on this month, y'all supported us to the tune of what more than what we did a year ago this month. So shouts to you guys for all of that support you guys are really making it so that we can do some truly special stuff when the regular season comes around. And I'm telling you, you guys are going to love all of what we have lined up for you guys. So shouts to you guys. I'm endlessly grateful. All of us here at Silver Screen Roll are endlessly grateful for all of that. In terms of stuff to check out, uh, Sabrina and I recorded yesterday an episode of I Love Basketball where we talked about this. Uh, we went in-depth on this Brooklyn matchup on Sunday. And then we also reminisced on Pau Gasol's uh, career, right, because he is getting ready to retire from basketball on Tuesday. On the website, more quotes from practice, more analysis heading into the uh, preseason opener. Darius wrote an article about Dwight Howard and what his expectations for Dwight are heading into the season. Again, as per usual, ton of great stuff on the website, on this podcast feed, and make sure you guys check out The Hook, which I'll be recording in a few hours. Until then, I'm Anthony Irwin, saying have a good one.